This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey. If you haven't already, make sure you head over to tinyleaps.today. That's tinyleaps.today. When you do, you're going to get access to a free guide to help you dominate 2018. They say that if you set good goals, you are more likely to be able to accomplish them. So head over, get your free guide. It's at tinyleaps.today and help yourself set better goals right now. I'll see you there. In this episode, I sit down with Jeremy Cutler to just chat. Get ready, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today I am doing something a little bit new, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, So many of you know that I have a private Facebook community that supports this show. It is nearly 3,000 strong. I, I believe we're going to hit 3,000 by the end of the year. And uh, it, it's listeners, people that are trying to change their lives, people that are just focusing on day-to-day progress and behavioral change in order to make improvements. And we're all doing incredible things and in sharing that journey with each other. However, a couple of weeks ago, I, I believe in the month of October, I ran a sharing contest. So uh, or rather an engagement contest. So the goal was, let's see who can be the most engaged and start the most conversations and basically just bring the most value to the rest of the community. And uh, my guest today was one of the three winners of that contest. Jeremy is an absolute rock star in this community. He came in middle of 2016, what didn't even know that there was a podcast in the beginning and found it and has just been such an incredible value add to the rest of the community that I can't thank him enough. Um, But as a reward for winning, I wanted to bring him on, have sort of a casual conversation and and just see if there's anything I can help him with. So Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity and I 
I appreciate the opportunity for doing that. The contest I was started out, you know, just the whole competitive aspect, but really, yeah, and got it's actually more funny um, for those of you who aren't. It was just really cool to see actually started it because start uh, three people, as, Jeremy, as a, Peter Coulter, an and Nancy, well. were uh, always in the top three. And I wanted to get them out of the top three and start to surface some some new people that hadn't been engaging. And um, so I put out the call. I, I set a challenge. I put prizes thinking fully. There's no way in heck I'm going to be giving this prize to Jeremy and Nancy and, and Peter. And they just dominated the competition. So you guys are, are absolute monsters. And, and I definitely wouldn't want to compete with you. Um, so, so, Jeremy, tell us a little bit. Let's just start easy. Um, tell us a little bit about you. What's your background? Where are you coming to this from? What has your sort of personal journey been? Yeah, um, basically kind of my personal journey. Um, I didn't really have much of an interest in like personal development um, and, you know, self-care and stuff like that until probably a few years ago. I moved uh, from Virginia, D.C. area. And I started working from home. I work for a, a national nonprofit, um, but I had the opportunity to start working at a home and uh, realized pretty quickly the shift from an office to a really home environment. Um, it, 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 it was a discipline challenge for me. Yeah. And that, it really made me think and kind of start doing some research. I mean, just being vulnerable. I actually went and I had a psychological evaluation because I started experiencing depression, mm-hmm. uh, anxiety. I mean, not to a severe degree, but enough that it was starting to interfere with the day-to-day life. And through that process, I went through about a four and a half hour uh, psychological evaluation and to determine that I had uh, adult ADHD, which I'd I'd gone my whole life, never, it doesn't really have the hyperactivity component, but it never really realized that. But it kind of sent me on a personal journey of, you know, I I mean, I'm open to medication or whatever, but I also wanted to make sure that I was doing anything and everything I could in the rest of my life to, you know, be the best me I could be. And that kind of sent me on a a good journey of reading some books, reading some personal development, um, learning, and uh, I stumbled upon the podcast, um, Tiny Leaps podcast, after I started seeing a lot of fluff, uh, motivational stuff out there. And I was like, I want something that is actionable that I can do on a day-to-day and I came across this, it well, popped up on a Facebook ad and then I found the podcast. I actually joined the community before I got on, um, got onto <laughs> yeah, the podcast. That makes sense. I mean, that I had some catching up to do. And there. I find that that's, that's the best, yeah. um, way to sort of start getting into personal development, I guess. And, and many, the, the people who listen to this show know how I feel about sort of the terminology around it, but for the purposes of everyone understanding what we're talking about. I'm just, I'm just going to use it. I think it's, it's always best when it's something that you're pursuing because you know, you, you have these specific things that you're trying to learn how to manage. And, and as a result, it's not so much, you know, this, this big fluffy, like let's change our entire lives. It's more of like, how do I make daily progress to improve this specific situation I'm dealing with? And, and I find that those situations are the ones that end up getting results is, is the people that are just looking to make progress. So like, I love, I love hearing that. So, I mean, the, the purpose of tell, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Like, where are you, what are you working on? Uh, basically, you know, what, what can myself and, and the people listening who might reach out to you on social, what, what can we help you with? Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that this year has been for me kind of, I'm talking about right now, 
I've gone through a, a lot of changes physically. I've lost about uh, Dude, about forty pounds over this year. I've also, um, yeah, thanks. It's it's just it's part of that, you know, you, targeted, focused on certain things to change instead of just very broad, like you were saying. But also, uh, one of the biggest things is moving from a scarcity mindset to more of an abundance mindset. I've always kind of grown up as a, as a child through uh, throughout a lot of uh, poverty um, and. And that mindset, even though, you know, being middle class, that p- mindset kind of carried through to adulthood. And so part of that process that I've been going through this year is actually like breaking out of that mindset, you know, and um, through and through starting to develop more of an entrepreneurial type mindset. I love my day job. I love what I do. Um, yeah, I work for, an, like I said, I work for a nonprofit um, and um, that's a great job. But on the side, I've always, I've always loved um, doing art. I've always had... Uh, kind of a skill set for sculpting you know, since about high school. And I kind of put that on the back burner for a while, but I, I really looked at it. I was like, hey, this is something I really want to do. You know, I want to engage in creativity, art, sp- specifically sculpting. But, um, and then I guess it came to the point of how can I do that as a side business? And I have no business background whatsoever and actually be mm-hmm. successful at it. And, 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 I mean, I'm not, I don't have some pie in the sky aspirations, but that might be just the old scarcity mindset talking. I mean, but I really want to um, have something like that. That's kind of on the side, Mm -hmm. you know, that helps me to grow that, um, that art and also to um, make money off of it. So let me ask you, is the ideal to um, have a side hustle or is the ideal, like if you could have, if you could wake up tomorrow, snap your fingers and have the absolute dream version of this to be able to make money from sculpting? It's hard to say. It's somewhere in the middle. I mean, okay. like the thing is like I do enjoy, I work, I work for a nonprofit. I haven't really been given license to go into a lot of the details of that. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I do appreciate it is that it's helping people. And that's a huge part of who I am. I, I love doing something that's helping people. So it's not something, it's pro, I'm probably a little atypical there. Most people are stuck in the nine to five rut and want to get out of it. But it's kind of like I want... I want to do both kind of simultaneously, if you will. Of course. But even if I'm deriving, you know, just a, a good side income off of um, right. off of the art because it pushes me to build the skills in it, which I which I really want right. to do. But also, I guess what I mean is, um, so assuming it's always a side hustle, regardless yeah. of of the approach, is your goal to have a side hustle that is making money off of sculpting or do you just want a side hustle regardless of what it is? That's a good question. I would definitely say that ideally something creative focus, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the sculpting. I do enjoy that. I mean, Mm. but something that is artistic focused, I mean, that could be anything from like web design, graphic design, something like that. But that just, you know, yeah, that stimulates that creative side, but is something that does generate, you know, a, a side, a side income. And even if that side hustle ends up being more lucrative than what my, uh, my day job is, you know, I'm, that, that, that's kind of what the focus is. It sounds broad. But. Right. And so the re- the reason I ask is the next question I, I'm going to want to ask is like, are you any, in any kind of a rush? Because if your goal was to, make a side income from sculpting because sculpting is what you love and and you want to be able to monetize it, then that's totally possible. And and obviously people do that for a full-time income, but takes a little bit longer because, you know, you have, 
you're selling to consumers rather than offering like a service or something like that. The other option is, you know, let's say you did web design or graphic design or one of those like service driven things that can happen a little bit sooner because you just have to identify a business and pitch them and and close the deal. So I, I guess that next question is super important for setting the stage a little bit is, are you in any kind of rush to like, I need to make a side income in a month or is it possible to, and, and are you willing to wait 12 months I'm definitely before not you're in able the, to the rush uh, type? It's got to be within the next month or so. I mean, I definitely like in a year's time. Yeah. I, I'm, I am looking more long game here. So yeah. Cool. Okay. So, so that's amazing because one of the things that I love about side hustles and, and, it's so fitting that we're talking about this because I actually just released an episode around side hustles is that when you do it on the side, you don't have to make short term decisions. And so I'm assuming your full time job covers all, if not most of, of your your living expenses. And, and as a result, you really don't have to rush through and, and uh, try to monetize sculpting or, or anything for like, you don't have to take any specific job. It's obviously nice if you can start to make money, but uh, you don't have to say yes to anything, which gives you a lot of leverage and leverage is is what makes business work. So a couple of things that I would think about. So first off is that answer to the question, like, do you just care about doing something creative regardless of what it is? Or if you could have anything in the world, would you specifically want it to be sculpting? And if the answer is you don't necessarily care, you just want to have that creative outlet that that pays you, then yeah, I would I would totally look into some of the other skills that are more marketable, like web design, like graphic design, like hand lettering, I don't know if you remember from the episode with Sean McCabe. He's done ridiculous amounts. Of Same here. I had letting, no idea. And yeah, not been, actually I, an industry I, I stuff. knew yeah, was as big as it away. is. Yeah, it's it's insane. Uh, I have zero talent for it. I've I've tried, but I wish I did because there's a lot of money in it. But my point is, like, if it's not so much about sculpting, it's more about I just want to have a creative side hustle. Then the world is your oyster, and and you just the first thing I, I think you would need to do, and maybe you've already done this, is just sort of sample all of them and see what you like. Well, is I mean, that I have, something that you, um, I've not done really already. Like, do you have an idea of like, this other things I've going? Um, been in talks with somebody about potentially, um, you know, illustrating children's book. You know, that's kind of more, uh, more drawing, you know, more drawing illustration focused. I, I've done a little cool. bit, I mean, I say a little bit of, of graphic design work, um, I actually originally started taking classes um, for graphic design uh, back in 2007. I things have changed. Software's changed a whole lot since then. But I'm I'm definitely in that place where I mean, as it's as long as something that uh, and having having an art background, you know yourself, you know you know that there's that drive that comes from and that fulfillment that comes from doing creative work. And I think that's just the biggest thing to me is that creative fulfillment is, you know, for people that are very artistically driven, whatever that is, it, it it's like lifeblood. And I yeah. find that if I'm not doing that, then I'm, you know, there's feels like a part of me is missing, but I find that in doing that, Hey, why not make money off of it as well? So. Yeah. And then the other thing, and, and this is part of why I think, doing a bit of sampling yeah. that might might benefit you is uh, art gets to be less arty when you charge money for it. It becomes more design and, and just sort of following directions. And, and so 
that's definitely something to consider. Uh, and, and for me, that's that's never been much of an issue because I, I do have an art background, but I don't actually okay. get when it comes to, to art. I don't get my satisfaction from the creativity of it necessarily. I get it from making a thing like I enjoy making more so than than art. Um, and, and so having a, a person who wants a specific thing and having to execute on that has, has never actually been a major problem. I think I me, lean more the way of, uh, I, uh, I know of plenty of people there. that are more um, art driven. The whole that, idea of producing uh, a product is an issue for that. You know, so, so definitely something yeah. to consider. It doesn't as well. necessarily need to be what I necessarily wanted, you know, and, and part of what I'm doing on the side right now is very much customer driven yeah. uh, making, um, I'm actually making soap molds right now and different, you know, different designs there. And so it's very much, um, driven by customer expectation Mm -hmm. and, and so very design focused. Oh, that's cool. So what would you say is like your, your biggest struggle? I think what is this thing that if you could just get clarity on that, uh, it it would allow you to analysis paralysis, I guess you'd say, and, and, and knowing what to execute on. And, and I guess sometimes just starting and starting something, Without having to uh, have everything figured out beforehand, I would say definitely, and execution is a huge component, but it's knowing what to execute on mm-hmm. um, and, and when to do it. Right. So you mentioned earlier that you don't have uh, any background in business, which which I completely get. I I always try to, and my my systems around business are by no means perfect, um, but I always try to make things as simple as possible with the businesses that I I launch and am building. Um, and, and so I, I break things down into a few parts. Uh, first is you need a method of getting somebody's attention. Um, the next is you need a promise that you're making to them. So that comes in the form of a product. After that, you need a method of delivering that that promise. And then after that, and this is sort of a fourth piece that I add on, you need a way of convincing them to refer you to other people. And, and so all of that is predicated on first figuring out who it is you want to attract. So identifying, okay, I'm going to offer soap molds and that's valuable to this type of person. And, and so I need to find a way to attract this type of person. And now you're in the first stage of how do I attract them? Okay, well, maybe Instagram is the best way. Okay, so you have a method of attracting, you're going to use Instagram. Now on your own, you have to go f- figure out Instagram and learn all the strategies around it. Cool. That's just the first step. The second, you have a promise you need to make a product. And, and so that is your soap molds. That is the thing that uh, you're selling and charging money for. Okay, cool. You have a, a promise. Third, you need a way of delivering that. And so that means sitting down and figuring out after I bill them, like how much time do I need to cast the molds? How much time do I need to... I don't know what goes into soap, so I'm not going to sound like an idiot and try to explain it right now. But um, the the point is, you just need to sit down and figure out all the steps required to, from the moment you get paid, get that soap to their doorstep, every single step in between. And then finally, you need to figure out how do I convince them to refer me to other people? And that's going to be predicated a lot on doing a good job at the other three stages and then asking for it. And, and that's the piece that I think people forget about is they just sort of expect people to refer them and no one actually cares about you enough to do that. And, and so you kind of have to ask and remind them that this is a thing that you want. And if you did a good enough job, they'll be happy to do it. They're just it's just not top of mind for them. And, and so you have to make the ask. 
But I, I think if you were to break it down into just those four pieces and only execute on those four pieces, so getting attention on something, finding the best way to do that for the person you're trying to attract, figuring out what your product is, your promise. No, I think figuring out how you're going to deliver sense. that so, uh, every yeah, stage after they pay kind you. Of more intrinsically and then how do I get them to refer me to their neighbor Facebook or their sister or their mom? Are around, if you just you know, focused on that, you'd have a thriving site. I haven't got as much into Instagram. My, that, um, does been, all of that make sense? Uh, stepping into that one um, a little bit, but you know, I'm jumping into Facebook groups, you know, th- uh, displaying my work um, and then, you know, getting, I mean, I've, it's it's starting to turn into uh, commissions. I've got about twelve hundred followers on my uh, Facebook page, but yeah, I mean it's and so that's starting to. So mm-hmm. I'm specifically targeting Facebook groups that are kind of around. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'd a hundred percent double down on that. Forget Instagram, because the thing is, like, and and this is why this is why I yeah. was asking about how much time do you have. Most people, when they're first starting out on a journey to a side hustle or starting a business or whatever it is, the reason it takes so long to find success is because they don't know what to do in order to get success. And and so they have to sample a million things and fail at them and then finally stumble upon something that works and then figure out why it worked. And it's really just a, a trial and error process until they figure out what works. The better way of doing that is to shortcut that by hiring a coach or whatever it might be and just having them tell you what works. But the third way, if you don't want to spend $5,000 on a coach that uh, can be valuable, but you won't know that they're valuable because you're not at the level that they need you to be at yet, is just when you double down on one thing that works really well and forget about sampling, like find one thing that works, double down exclusively on that and then focus on all the other pieces of, of that formula. So the, the, uh, what is your product? What is the, how are you going to deliver that product and how do you get them to refer you? That alone, just Facebook could easily be a six figure business. It's, I know multiple people who only use Facebook and generate six figures a year in revenue. Now I know that's not necessarily what you're aiming for. The point is it's capable of doing that which means it's also capable of doing whatever your number is. So 100% if Facebook is working and you're getting potential dollars from it, do more of that. Forget experimenting on everything else for right now. You can look at that in a year or if Facebook ever stops working, you can experiment. But right now, get dollars in the door by using what works and then use those dollars to then start experimenting. But being able to pay somebody well as sculpting it. but it's honestly specifically i mean i've i've always uh, loved like fantasy art stuff like that specifically and so dragons. then what just, um so it as kind of a a I'm personal curious, challenge with for the me, facebook I mean, over a couple of years i mean what product back into sculpting and, and learning is, again, is working, been out right? of, out of practice or? for years um i started um making dragon sculptures and i put one in a few different mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I, I um, put those out there and I mean, it. Uh, one of them went pretty viral. Um, I don't remember exactly how many. I mean, it was, I had over um, a few thousand. Um, Which for all of you listening, I've, I've just seen them in the Facebook community. They're I mean, freaking amazing. No, nowhere on the same level as, as this. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it. it I, I was shocked. I mean, the amount of effort that I put into promoting it versus the amount of the return. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was one of those things. It's insane, right? Because here's the thing, like when something is good, 
Yeah, it does like actually the sharp the axle for Like I so. do very little promotion for this podcast. For whatever reason, it it keeps growing, and none of that is coming from some ridiculously intelligent strategy. Like I do have a strategy, but that came later. It took off before as I far had as a strategy. The dragons, now I've I've got a couple little uh, miniature sculpt um, because of the detail level of those yeah, sculptures, um, and not really having my um, name. Okay, out there, so um, so you've got a niche. Produce, you, you've got these is, this is particular pretty, pretty style costly, of, of but I'm creating these sculpted dragons that people are clearly interested in. Off of um, those so I can you've made money on it, for, I assume. Uh, a portion of the price because the interest is there. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth doing that. Yeah. Essentially to start out for those, you know, I mean, which I am building, you know, off the other, uh, other side with the soap molds. Um, I mean, that's, Right. So, so right not, now, not really. you yeah, essentially one of those would have to that, charge you know, too I, much, I, essentially, right? I, I definitely need to come up with a better uh, pricing system and um, commission prices. So I'd recommend um, just for the purpose of learning, look at if you're interested in, in you know, putting in the man hours on that, because it seems like it would take an enormous amount of time and patience that I personally don't have. I would go back to whomever showed interest in it and just tell them figure out a price of how much you would like to be paid for the hours you'd have to put in even if it seems ridiculously high and just ask for it and a couple of things are going to happen one if it is ridiculously high and that person isn't coming from a place of having extra income then they're probably going to say no uh however one the two number two you're going to get more comfortable with pricing and asking for really high numbers, which if you're doing really detailed sculpture, you should be getting really high numbers. And in two or three, rather, I keep losing my count. Uh, three, you're going to understand what the reaction is so that you can adjust pricing for the future and base your pricing on the casts. Like you're, you're going to be able to get a better pricing strategy by getting actual data on what people's breaking points are than by in your head saying, no, that's way too much to, to price. Because it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, uh, that that uh, abundance mindset versus limited mindset. So I've been working on that for years. I still don't price enough for my things. Like I'm still scared to say the bigger number. I, even, I took a sales job at the beginning of this year selling advertising where I sold contracts like 60000 high specifically to get myself used to saying the number 60,000 with a straight face on um, yeah. and expecting somebody to actually pay me that. And and like, still, I, I don't price high enough because in my head, I wouldn't spend that much on it. So why should I expect them to? Because I'm not capable of like shelling out that money. Yeah, that's great. That, but that you don't know what money they have hiding. You don't know if they just made bank with Bitcoin and are trying to ball out right oh, now. Absolutely. Um, so, so just ask for the number, see how they respond. Uh, Potentially they say yes and you get paid or they say no and you, you get to better understand like, okay, that's a little bit too high, but what about this number? Yeah, 100%. Because what's in your head is never accurate ever for anything. But yeah, I think I, I definitely, like it sounds like you've got something that is in the early stages of taking off. I definitely think like, continue using Facebook as your attention grabbing tool. And I would even put some dollars into your education around how to use Facebook as a marketing tool. And you can find courses on that on Udemy pretty cheap. 
and just get better at that one platform. And then from there, you already have a product offering, uh, whether it's these dragons or the casts that you're going to no, make. Great. You I think have something that you can offer and, and charge and for. It down uh, you know what's required to and, um, yeah, deliver it, though so you may have to uh, sit I, down and sort of figure out it helps details me around shipping and, and that sort of thing. But you know, you know the basic understanding of, of what's required to deliver it. And then from that point, you just need to go through it and then get somebody to refer you and bam, you have a, a side hustle that's making money and you get to sculpt and be creative and do all those things. Cool, man. Well, I, I hope that um, that helped. We are at the 31 minute mark and listeners are going to kill me for having this run over 20, but whatever, it was good content. So listen, uh, if you are... If you, if you have any other questions or anything, obviously you you have direct access to me, but but I encourage you to post in the Facebook community uh, just so other people can benefit from the answers. And for those of you listening who got some value out of this, have oh, more questions on side Thank hustles, you so much for join the Facebook on, community, have, head over to Facebook and search Tiny Leaps or go to facebook.com slash groups slash Tiny Leaps. Uh, join and you'll be able to talk to Jeremy directly. If you have your own ideas, um, if you want to see what the dragon looks like, it's in the community and it's dope AF. Uh, so absolutely worth it to go check that out. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope that that this was helpful. So with that said, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button. That's how you get episodes delivered directly to your favorite listening device like magic. Uh, be sure to head over to tinyleaps.today. The clock is ticking. The year is about to end. 2018 is going to start. What are you going to do about it? Head over to tinyleaps.today. Claim your free guide to crushing it in 2018. And finally, make the next year the best year of your life. Uh, thank you again for listening. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day.